This is episode number 397 with Sarah Blakely, the founder and CEO of Spex. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. everyone to a special edition of the School of Greatness podcast. We are so pumped to have Sarah Blakely in the house. Now, for those that don't know who she is, she is the founder and CEO of the intimate apparel company Spanx. And in 2012, she was named in Time Magazine's top 100 most influential people in the world list. And as of 2014, she is listed as the 93rd most powerful woman In the world by Forbes. She was also named the youngest self made female billionaire in America. She has an incredible story. She was a door to door salesman uh, selling fax machines for years until she decided to change the story of her life. She decided to take action on an idea she had. Yes, it was scary. Yes, she had no clue what she was going to do, but she made it work. And she shares this story throughout this entire interview, and I'm so glad she shared openly. We had an incredible time. She's also married to another guest that I've had on, Jesse Itzler, and they've been married since 2008 and have four kids together. And one of the things that I asked Sarah about her life and her experience was, how do you balance all of this? How do you balance four kids having this incredible business, having all these obligations, how do you do it? She shares that answer. Also, what she learned from being mentored by Richard Branson early on. The hardest part about getting her company off the ground in the early days. Also, how Sarah Gorilla marketed her first order of Spanx in Neiman Marcus. It's an incredible story about how she actually got her first orders placed in stores. We also talk about why being kind to yourself is so important. Again, with all the different obligations, how do you stay on top of it and also stay kind to yourself? We cover all this and so much more in this episode, and I'm so pumped and excited to bring on Sarah. Make sure to share this out with your friends right now, lewishouse.com slash 397. Share it on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, anywhere you can, and watch the full video interview over at youtube.com slash Lewis Howes as well. Now, without further ado, let me introduce to you the one, the only Sarah Blakely. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20PUREleaf. That's promo code 20PUREleaf for 20% off. 
We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. All right. Well, welcome everyone back to the School of Greatness podcast. We have a living legend in the house, Sarah Blakely. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so pumped. I feel like I should take your order. Like Take my order. What do you want? I, want a milk, I always want a milkshake. So <laughs> yeah, even though it's not chocolate? good for me. Oh my gosh, vanilla yeah. chocolate, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I am down. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. It wasn't even six months ago when your husband was sitting right there, yes. and we got to have a good conversation. He said amazing things about you, and I was like, you know, one day I want to have her on as well. And luckily, you have the book. You're here, yes. and we were able to make it happen. You're incredible. Uh, publicist is so amazing, so beautiful, who's just on top of everything, yeah. set it up for me. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for, for making this happen. And um, it's so good to connect. So, yeah, so, thanks. Yeah. And you are the, uh, the founder of Spanx, which uh, has blown up. It's like one of the biggest companies in the world, it seems like now, right? And you're... There's a lot of butts. Right? <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of butts out there. And... Um, I know you shared how it all started, but for those that don't know Spank, can you share how it all started so we have an understanding of what it is and how you got into it? Absolutely. I, it actually started with my own butt because I couldn't figure out what to wear under white pants. Mm. And I'm sure you've had this problem all when you're time. getting dressed. All the time. So what ended up <laughs> happening was there was, you know, reg our undergarment options were no good. Mm. There was underwear that left a panty line. Mm. And then there was the girdle that was way too thick and heavy. And so then they came out with the thong, which just put underwear exactly where we've been trying to get it out of. And so Spanx was born out of just being a frustrated consumer. I mm. wanted to wear my clothes. I wanted a smooth canvas. I didn't want to see lines or any kind of yeah. things going on underneath. So... Um, by taking the hosiery material, which was meant to be seen on the leg until Spanx sort of looked at it with a different lens and said, no, 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 I want the hosiery material to actually be what I create the undergarment out of. And it was wild trying to convince the hosiery manufacturers mm. to help me make this product with that in mind, because right. for so many years they'd been using the material to be seen on the leg. Right. And I said, no, it's just, it's the perfect material to create 
the perfect canvas for women under our clothes. And it opened up my wardrobe. It opened up so many other women's wardrobe. We could start wearing colors we didn't feel comfortable wearing. And the models get airbrushed. We get spanks. There you go. There you go. I love it. And when was this? Uh, what year was this? This was in, um, well, I cut the feet out of my pantyhose in 1998. Wow. Yes. I was 27. Eight, 18 years ago? Am I doing my math right? Yes. I was 27. And then um, I, wow. I spent the next two years getting it made. I worked at night and on the weekends on the idea while I was selling fax machines door to door. And then the company was launched in 2000 when wow. I was 29. Wow. Yeah. Selling fax machines door to door. Where were you living? In Clearwater, Florida. Okay. Where I grew up. Fax machines. On Clearwater Beach. Are there even fax machines anymore around? No. I mean, thank God I'm not still doing that. I don't know what would have happened. There are no more fax machines. Just like no one watches the movie Airplane anymore. (laughs) I cannot believe. (laughs) I need to know. Is is he the only one on the planet who's not seen the movie Airplane? I was quoting Airplane. As soon as I put the headset on, I'm like, Stryker, you're too low. You're too low. And you just stared at me like, what is she talking about? I apologize. That's yeah. it, guys. So how long were you selling the fax machines? I sold the fax machines door to door for seven years. Seven years? Yes. I know. And before that, I wanted to be a lawyer, but I failed the LSAT not once, but twice. And You wanted to be a lawyer. That was your I dream. wanted to be a lawyer. I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. My dad was a trial attorney. I used to watch mm. him in court when I was a little girl. And I'm a terrible test taker. And so I am the worst test taker. Are you taker. the worst test taker? I was I'm in the bottom so four of my grade my class all through high school because I could not take tests. And okay. I always felt like the dumbest kid in the world. Isn't that, doesn't that suck? You know, I mean, it's, it was like the most insecure feeling. Yeah. And we ranked, we had rankings on our grade cards. So I knew exactly how dumb I was. <laughs> oh no. Always in the bottom four. It was miserable. But yeah. Test taking. Why is it so hard? Test taking. I don't know. I, I have trouble reading and comprehending. Me too. I really do. I, like I, those SRAs, are you too young for SRAs? What's you know, SRA okay, stand forget for? it. What's oh it my stand God. For? I don't know, but everybody <laughs> in school used to have to take the SRAs and I would read the paragraph and be, I remember vividly reading it and halfway through, I'd be like, remember what I'm reading. Remember what I'm reading. Remember what I'm reading. And I looked at those four questions at the bottom and be like, I don't know what I read. So I'd go back up and start over again. You're speaking, this is my life. Really? And I would just like make stuff up constantly. Whenever I had to comprehend, I would just read the same page over and over and I'd be daydreaming so much that I couldn't remember it as well. I I either made stuff up or I sat next to Christina. And she just was, yeah, she was so smart. I was the king. My, my best friend growing up. She ended up going to Dartmouth and was like right. valedictorian or something. I'm like, I'll just sit next to Christina. Did you have scantrons? Do you remember that? No, I'm a. Okay, <laughs> you're See, a little you bit. Can't <laughs> Scantron. We were doing things with a number two pencil. Yeah, I did and that bubbles. too. Yes, What's a Scantron. What, a Scantron is like multiple choice. <laughs> it's like a long sheet with a multiple choice, all multiple choice. Did you have that multiple choice? We had to fill in the bubbles. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's Scantron. And when you skipped a bubble, and then time's almost out, and you realize you've just. <laughs> done yes. all the wrong bubbles yes. on the whole page exactly. and you're like no exactly but i'm on the same page you're bringing up a lot of, I used to, i'm remembering all this i used to cheat because i couldn't comprehend so i would have incredible vision i would be like this <laughs> but i could see through and like you see would all this like that that's a dead giveaway like, like any oh, kid in the class like this. like this just you knew that they were hey, cheating no one ever caught me so all right it's well. how i got through school was cheating i could not have made it through class without it christina you had your girl. That's hilarious. Christina. So you were a cheater as well. Well, I'm just saying, Christina hey, sat next to me. Okay? You were an innovator. <laughs> you, I was being creative. resourceful. Exactly. I like it. I was being really resourceful. But so you wanted lo- to be a lawyer, but it didn't work I out. I wanted to be a lawyer. I failed the LSAT not once, twice. 
So then instead of going to law school, I drove to Disney World and tried out to be goofy, but you have to be 5'8". And, and you're 5'6". And I'm 5'6". So you didn't wear heels? <laughs> no, I didn't Come wear on, heels. Sarah. I didn't wear heels. And so I was the height of a chipmunk. So you got the chipmunk? I got the chipmunk part, but I didn't end up doing it. I put people on rides in a brown polyester spacesuit at the World of Motion and Horizons at Epcot. Epcot Center. And I would see people that I hadn't seen in a while. and Come through. Yeah. I'm walking on the moving sidewalk, putting people on rides, no and they'd go, hey, Blakely, is that you? <laughs> didn't you graduate from college? And my big Mickey Mouse here said Sarah Blakely, and I'd be like, yes, oh, get man. on the ride. Oh, my gosh. But that's what I did. And then I sold fax machines door to door for that seven years. Seven years. Did you wake up every morning and say, this is my dream to sell fax machines door to door? Or were you thinking... No. What am I doing in my life? Exactly. So what happened was a lot of people think that Spanx started when I cut the feet out of my pantyhose, but actually it started long before that. Mm. It started when I was selling fax machines door to door and getting my car, business card ripped up in my face, being escorted out of buildings all day, every day that I woke up one day and just thought I'm in the wrong movie. Like, how did this happen? This is not my life. Yeah. Cut, scene, director, like call the producer. And I got out a piece of paper and I wrote down, what am I good at? And the only thing in the good column was sales. And I thought, okay, what am I going to do with that? And I ended up writing in my journal, I'm going to invent a product and sell it to millions of people that will make them feel good. And then I asked the universe for an idea and I was very specific. And it took two years and I only cut the feet out of my pantyhose one time. And I was not going to squander any idea the universe gave me because I had really asked for it. And then the minute I cut the feet out, I started trying to make it. I started looking up manufacturers on the mm. internet. This was before Alibaba, wasn't it? Yes. Because I joined this, I did this about eight years ago, and I used Alibaba for something, and it was easy to find like a manufacturer in China and yeah, and test different things. But how did you find a manufacturer at that time? A website called ThomasRegistry.com, oh. and it lists all the manufacturers in the country based on category. And that's when I found out that a lot of hosiery and undergarments were being made in North Carolina. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so you got a local? Yeah. I so, mean, U.S. Yeah. So I called and called, and no one would take my call, and. They'd either hang up on me or say they weren't interested. So I took a week off of work and drove and around there. in person. And just showed up and said, I just showed hey, up. I want to create a sample. Yeah. Because if they weren't going to get a big order for something, they're probably like, what's, you're oh, not going to do please. a little sample for you. Right. Right. Yeah. I showed up with my lucky red backpack from mm -hmm. college. It's mm -hmm. always with me. You still have it? Yeah, of course. And you didn't bring it here. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's with me. It's with me Is in it? LA. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I went into the, the manufacturing plants and they asked me the same three questions and you are, let's say Sarah Blakely and you're with like uh, myself Sarah Blakely, <laughs> and you're financially backed by. And I was like, Sarah Blakely. So you can imagine how those went. It was like, well, have a nice day, honey. And good luck. And, um, about, you know, a few weeks after I made all those rounds, I got a call from a guy in North Carolina who had took pity on me and said, Sarah, I've decided to make your crazy idea. And when I asked him why he had the change of heart, he said, I have three daughters. Yeah. So he ran the idea by them and they're like, dad, that sounds interesting. You got to give that girl a chance. Amazing. So he called you back. You didn't follow up with these people. Oh yeah. I was following up, but gotcha. to no avail. But he, he followed up and said, yeah, we'll give it a shot. Yes. We'll make this. So what was the next step? Was he just making a sample for you or testing different models or sizes or? Yeah. So, um, it just set up to make the garment while I was making it with his manufacturing plant. I was also wanting to patent the idea mm -hmm. and I was also trying to 
come up with the name for the invention. So I was doing those three things simultaneously, driving up on the weekends and working with Ted in the back of the manufacturing plant that I'd become very close with. And Driving to North Carolina from Florida. No, from Atlanta. I was living in Atlanta, Atlanta. at the time. What's that, about eight-hour drive, six-hour drive? Um, about four and a half, Oh, five. it's not bad. Okay. Yeah, it's not okay. bad. And so anyway, um, Ted, Ted became my buddy, and I went to – get it patented, but all the patent lawyers wanted between three and $5,000 and I had $5,000 set aside to do this. That's it. Yeah. So I wrote my own patent. I went to Barnes and Noble no way. and I bought a book called patents and trademarks and I wrote the patent. And then I called one of the patent lawyers that was the nicest to me and said, please, 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 will you write the claims over the weekend for a discounted price? I've done all the other rest of the patent. Yeah. The legwork you'd done. Yeah. You just kind of needed to button it up and yeah, you needed to do sign the, it off. The legal part. And so he did. He actually admitted to me that when I came to visit him, he thought I'd been sent by Candid Camera. Which let me put it in your I words. I know Candid Camera. I know. He thought he was being punked. <laughs> of course. Of course. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, he thought he was being punked, okay? And he thought Where's Ashton? Where's Ashton? Yeah, exactly. He thought that his friends were playing a joke on him. No way. Yeah, he goes, uh, Who's this girl? Because like, Sarah, I mean, like, you're not the typical person who walks yeah, in the door yeah. saying, I've got a product and I want to patent it. Wow. So anyway, he did that. Then at the same time, I'm trying to think of the name. I had horrible names written on scrap pieces of paper all over the place in my apartment, in my car, in rental cars, on the back of like Avis agreements. And um, you want to hear how bad the runner-up name to Spanx was? Yeah. Open-toed Delilah's. No way. Yes. I cannot believe that was even an option. It was It was the runner. I was like, how oh bad is that? Open-toed Delilah? I so wouldn't be sitting here with you right what? now if I named it that. That is the horrible. Yeah, it's it's horrible so bad. <laughs> wow. Yes. Okay. So anyway, okay. So, what does Spank stand for? Well, it's all about the butt. It makes your mind wander a little bit. Nobody ever forgets it. I had no money to advertise. It was risky. It was fun. Mm. At the time, listen, now it's become a household name. But when I first invented it, I would call people and say, hi, I'm Sarah from Spanx. And they would hang up. Right. So I thought it was probably like a porn. Yeah, they thought right? I was pranking them. I'm called, I'm like, no, really, I'm Sarah. And my company really is called Spanx. And I had a department stores across the country that wouldn't sell it. They thought it mm. was too risque really? of a name. Yeah. And um, my mom sent her whole luncheon to the wrong website when I first started. <laughs> I was like, mom, it's with an X. Oh, my God. It's super important. Yeah, it's with not- an X. So, yeah. Anyway, I ended up buying the word Spanx from a man who said he was holding out from the porn industry. Funny enough that I you bet. say that. I bet. Yeah. I paid for Spanx that. with an X. I paid some yeah. money for that. But um, anyway, yes. Hmm. So amazing. Named it Spanx. It came to me because I narrowed down my thinking. I knew that Kodak and Coca-Cola were the two most recognized names in the world at the time. And I thought, what do they have in common? I like to think about words Mm -hmm. and phrases a lot. They both had a strong K sound in them. And the man that created Kodak liked the K sound so much, he took a K and put it in the beginning and the end of the word and played with letters in the alphabet. So, and I also had a bunch of friends who did stand up comedy, and it's this weird trade secret among comedians that the K sound will make your audience laugh. So I put all that together and I'm like, okay, I want my product name to have the K sound in it for good luck. And literally, Spanx came across my dashboard in my car in my mind, and I pulled off the side of the road. I wrote it down. I went home that night. I typed it in my computer for $150 with my credit card. And at the last second, I backspaced the K and the S and put in an X and hit set. So it was an accident. Kind of with the, no, uh, with I, the kn- X. I, no, I, you th- backspaced, gotcha. I yeah. backspaced because I stared at it for a while and I had done research that like made X. up words yeah, yeah. do better for product than real words and they're easier to wow. trademark. Yeah. So then, then I had the name and I had the, the 
the um, patent in the works, got my prototype, and my patent lawyer said, Sarah, I need to know what's in this garment in order to write the patent. I said, okay, no problem. We'll call Ted. So I get Ted on the phone. I'm like, Ted, can you talk to- The manufacturer. Yeah. Right, I'm like, yeah, yeah. in the back. In yes. the back. I'm like, Ted, can you talk to my patent lawyer? He's like, yeah. So we're all talking and he goes, I go, can you tell him what's in it? He's like, yeah. Well, it's 70% nylon and 30% lacquer. And I'm like, all right. And so I'm taking notes. My patent lawyer's taking notes. And that night I could not sleep. I'm up all night. And the next morning I wake up, I'm like, how is there lacquer in this product? What is lacquer? Just so I'm aware. <laughs> I think it's of like this... paint thinner or something. Okay. So I called. 30% paint thinner? So I called Ted. I go, Ted, can you spell lacquer? He's like, yeah, L-Y-C-R-A. I'm like, oh my God, Lycra. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I was like, oh. got it. Do it all change on Lacquer uh, immediately. It all change. My uh, yeah, patent yeah. lawyer was laughing. He said, you know how fast you would have gotten a patent if you um, tried to make this out of paint thinner? He's like, they would have been like, sure. So was it challenging to get it? Did you get it the first try? The, the patent? patent? I did. Wow. Usually got, it takes a few turns, doesn't it? It's I got like, the patent the first try and I got the hmm. um, trademark name Spanx. Amazing. Yeah. So it didn't seem like there was that many challenges once you submitted it or whatever. You kind of got the things you needed in place. You got the the orders in. Was was there a lot of challenges after that? Once you got the patent, the trademark. That was a really hard part. It's just gotcha. I heard the word no for two years. Oh, yeah, okay. all the manufacturers. Nobody thought it was a good idea. Wow. And um and also when you're just yourself trying to break into an industry like you mm -hmm. mentioned, the manufacturers, it's not really in their best interest to slow down machines or try yeah. to give a girl with a couple grand a chance. Unless you're gonna give them a bunch of money for a big order of something. Yeah. It's like what's so, the point? Right. Wow. So that was the hard part. And then once I had it, I cold called Neiman Marcus and that was the first account I called on. Did you get it? Yes. Well, you were great at sales. Well, so listen, you could sell it. I was so excited. It was my moment. I flew to Dallas. I called them and said, if you give me 10 minutes of your time, I'll come and meet with you. And she said, all right. And this is a buyer? Uh, yep, the uh -huh. buyer. I first called the Atlanta store. They're like, girl, um, we can't help you. We have a buying office. I'm like, well, where is that? Give me their yeah. number. Wow. And um, I went in and halfway through my pitch, I could tell I was losing her. So I said, you know what? Will you please come to the bathroom with me? One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already 
already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And she was like so buttoned up. I mean, Neiman Marcus, right. like her pen matched her belt that matched her shoes. And she was like, what? And like, what am I going to do in the bathroom? I, know, I was like, just follow me to the bathroom and show you my own panty line. And I went in the stall with Spanx and my pants and without it in my pants. And she was like, oh, I totally get it. It's awesome. And I'm going to put it in seven stores. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just like that. Just like that. It was so unbelievable. I was so nervous. And then, of course, I had to call Sam. I'm like in the rental car on the way back to to um to the airport. I called the owner of the manufacturer. I'm like, Sam, Sam, it's Sarah. I need more. I just landed Neiman Marcus. And he's like, what? He was in shock. He goes, wow. Sarah, I thought you were going to give these away as birthday presents for like years. <laughs> and I said, no, Neiman Marcus just bought it and I need more. And he patched me through to Ted. He goes, okay, you need to talk to Ted. Okay. So Ted comes back in. Uh-huh. He's on the phone. And I go, Ted, I need more. And he goes, I go, I just landed Neiman Marcus. He goes, well, that's great. But what you can do about the crotches? The crotches? Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. I go, what? Don't they come with crotches? We've been making them with crotches. He goes, well, yeah, but we only got one crotch machine. It's being used by somebody else. No way. Yeah. So what do you do then? So I just landed Neiman Marcus and I have no crotches. Oh my gosh. I don't you got know. a hole in your crotches? <laughs> I don't know where to go for a crotch. Do you? I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. where do you go? I actually looked in the yellow pages. Crotch making machine. Yeah, I just well, I looked up crotch, crotch machine. <laughs> I looked up crotch. I don't even know how you spell crotch. Okay, listen. This is what I learned. I'm going to teach you something. Okay, so I didn't know this. What's the yellow pages again? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm just kidding. It's a big book. It's yellow. It's what we used to look of things up. Like. Hilarious. Um, and what's Instagram? Uh, oh yeah. You just got you on it. You. Okay, I just joined it seven days ago. All right. So, um. Where was oh crotch? Yes. Oh yeah, okay. crotch machine. So, Lift it up. Yeah. So anyway, in the yellow pages, it's not under crotch. So I learned there's a fancy word for crotch named what? gusset. Gusset. Yes. What? Gusset. Never even heard that word. So I started calling gusset companies. They were like FedExing me crotches from all over. My roommate would come home and be like, <laughs> "You got another crotch in the mail." And then I ended up finding a man by the name of Gene Bobo that worked for a crotch company just 20 minutes north of where I lived in Atlanta, and he saved the day and. They made the crotches, and then I could deliver Neiman Marcus. So you had the leggings. They made the crotches, and then you sewed them together. Is that how it works? Yes, apparently. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So then you had enough. How many did you print the first time? Um, three thousand. Three thousand. Three thousand pair of the first spanks. One one uh skew, right? Or yes, one skew. Twenty dollars. One skew. Three sizes or Mm, like four. Four sizes. Four sizes. Yeah. And three thousand of them. 
Yes. And that's what Neiman's ordered. And then I sent them to the, they sent them to the seven stores. I had no packing and shipping department. So the semi trucks were pulling up to my apartment in Atlanta and I was shipping them myself to Neiman's. This is amazing. And, um, then I called every friend I had in those seven cities, like people I hadn't talked to in 20 years. Hey, go buy a few of these. Go make, yeah. Take your girlfriends there. Hi, Christina. Remember me? I used to sit next to you all the time in grade school. (laughs) Will you please go buy this product called Spanx? I literally called them and I said, and I'll mail you a check. So I paid all my friends and friends of friends to go buy the product. That is brilliant actually to get some movement. Yeah. I said, go in. I said, I gave them a whole script. I'm like, go in and say, I've been looking for this all my life. I can't believe it's here and create all this excitement. This is amazing. And then of course, a week later, the knee, I talked to the Neiman's buyer and she's like, Sarah, we are blowing out. I'm like, you don't say. No way. (laughs) Well, I was buying them all. Yeah. That's brilliant. You have to. Wow. You have to, you have to ensure your own success. Absolutely. So then once I started running out of money, Oprah called. And put it on as her favorite product of the year. How long was that for? Until the time was in Neiman Marcus to Oprah calling? Like a month. It just happened that quick? A month or a month and a half. How did she even hear about it in a month and a half? I sent it to her in a gift basket. And her Andre, who dresses her, put it in her dressing room and she put them on and has basically worn them every day since. Shut up. I'm not kidding. It was so unbelievable. I had no money to advertise. In the back of my apartment, I was selling fax machines like a month before that. But I have to say, I was working every night and on the weekends for two years, quietly trying to get this made. Building this thing, yeah. Building it, yeah. Did you have a relationship at this time? Yes. Really? Yeah. My boyfriend at the time quit his job as a healthcare consultant because he started helping me ship the Spanx out all night, every night. So he was fully in support and- Yeah. He, was like, he came on thing. board and was on board for like the first maybe six years of wow. the company, six to seven years. Wow. He was amazing help. Wow. Um, okay. So if you would have not, <laughs> if you would have not had Oprah bring this on TV. I just have to ask you, did you know what Spanx were before I came on of here? Course. Be honest. My assistant is wearing them today. All right. Okay, good. Yes, of course. You know, not. I make man Spanx. Well, I heard you. St- <laughs> well, I, re- I read that you used to have like a men's line now. I've I never- do. I have a small cult following for this product. I've never, I've never bought that. I mean, what is it? What are the man's? What are the manks? The manks. Okay, so it's an under. All it is is a man's undershirt, okay. and I just saw that my husband and my brother and my dad had the same undershirt since it came out. So I researched it because I think it's interesting things that never change. Like a white Hanes undershirt. Yeah. Like a the man's undershirt came out in 1918. Not one thing has changed no about to it. it. Yeah. So I was like, it's oh. It's not comfortable. It's, that's why I don't wear it. Yeah. And it stretches out. So I, I said, let me put a little bit of lycra in it. I'll make it the same cotton undershirt guys are used to, but I'll make it not stretch out as easy, be a little tapered in at the waist mm, so it looks so better under. Yeah. And I'm going to I'll go buy them. I'll yeah. go to Neva Marcus. And then I got men's Spanx underwear that are amazing. They're mm. just comfortable. Okay. We re- we reinvented the pouch. Okay, so I'll try them out. I'm just gonna say the only thing. The only thing I can say is tell the, me what to get. I'll get it. And the I'll men test it. that have wore wore it told me it keeps the family together. Uh, hey, I will try it. So <laughs> I'm gonna go get it. Okay. What store are you in now? You're in every store. Yes. Okay. Yes. The men's stuff. Spanx. Spanx.com. But you have to spell it with an X. Okay. Or you're gonna get a <laughs> real get treat, a report. people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> This is amazing. So would you have um, – where would you be uh, if Oprah didn't pick it up within the first couple of months? Like if you had a year of trying to do this on your own, do you think you would have got other press or you would have yeah, got money I to do. build it? Okay. I do because I was so determined. I mean what, as soon as you I got committed. the order, I was so committed. You weren't so, just interested in seeing if this worked. You no. were committed and doing whatever it takes. in it to win it. 
You have to wow. remember, right? I was selling fax machines Seven door to door years. being thrown out of buildings. I had no option in my mind. I was like, I am scripting a new life for myself. And Was this movie about you that came out a year ago? Joy. Yeah. Is that about you? <laughs> my dad called me. He goes, Sarah, I just saw a movie. It's basically your life except for the dysfunctional family part. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, right, right dad. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But I could really relate to her. I'm sure. It was All like- the hustle and- yeah. That's crazy. But when I got Neiman Marcus, I think a lot of people think that's when you've arrived. No. That's when I double timed. I mean, mm. I I got um on a plane and was gone for two years straight and I went to every department store in the country that sold Spanx, every Neiman Sachs, Nordstrom and Bloomingdale's, and I would go before the store opened and do an all store rally and tell them what my product was, explain it to them, do a demo, give out free product, and wow. then stand there in the department for you know, eight hours a day and tell customers what it was. Cause wow. I didn't have any money advertise. I was selling it for them. But what I didn't realize I was doing was I was building a sales force, not on my payroll because all these people started to become so ambassadors ambassadors, and they were rooting for me and they loved the product. And so that was a really important part of wow. the formula. And then I learned what my next products were going to be because I was standing right there with customers and they'd all these, say what they need, they what the challenge what is. Wanted. I can't do this. Blah, they blah, told blah. me what they wanted. Amazing. Yeah. This is unbelievable. You were like willing to do whatever it takes uh, above and beyond. Totally. So when, when Oprah had you on, or she didn't have you on, she had the product on. You didn't go on, right? I didn't go on, but they called and they said, Sarah, it's her favorite product of the thing. She doesn't have people on this, but she loves that you're taking on this billion dollar industry and she wants to film you and kind of just show a little bit of B-roll. So they landed in Atlanta and came to my apartment and they had all this official stuff and they go, we discussed on the plane, we want to film you in your headquarters. Oh my gosh. My headquarters <laughs> is like my, my was, living room. Yeah. I'm like, you're here. I don't, you know, and oh then they gosh. wanted to film me having a staff meeting and I had no staff. So I called Connie. Did you go to the factory and you're like, <laughs> I <laughs> called, called up Sam and. I No, listen, I called Connie that I had met at mailboxes, et cetera, because she'd been FedExing <laughs> pantyhose for me and she left work and came with three no other way. friends of mine. And that was my staff meeting amazing. on the Oprah show. Amazing. What did the sales do after that? It was amazing. I mean, I went from, you know, when I saw somebody order that wasn't my mom's friend, I was dancing around my apartment and then to all of a sudden 30,000 orders. Like it was just. 30, was this online at the time? Yes. It was on Spanx.com. Wow. Yeah. 30,000 came in and how, what type of uh, time? Yeah. Frame? Um, pretty quickly. Like a week. Yeah. 30,000 orders. Like in a, in a week or two. Yeah, it was crazy. I was up all night, every night shipping. I had friends coming over helping me pack and ship them. And this is how clueless I was. I was sending everybody's product in regular mail. So then I started getting all these emails and phone calls from people going, my product never showed up and I didn't have any way to track it. I was like, oh, oh okay. I guess they're supposed to be tracking with this. <laughs> so FedEx <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, wow. So then I, you know, that's how I did the whole thing. I stumbled through it. I always tell Figured people, what you don't know can be your greatest asset if mm, you let it because absolutely. it ensures you're going to do it differently. Absolutely. And when I landed Neiman Marcus, all these people came up to me and said, I have been doing this for seven years, 10 years, five years. How did you land Neiman Marcus? And I said, I called them. And they just looked at me and I was like, why, what do you do? They're like, well, I go to trade shows and I set up my booth and I'm waiting for the Neiman Marcus buyer to come by. And we've been doing it every year for seven years. I didn't even know there were trade shows. Wow. So sometimes just not knowing how it's supposed to be done. You have to have the courage, though, mm. to, to say, even though I wasn't 
trained in this because a lot of people think, well, I didn't go to school for this. So how could I possibly know? But you know, it's inside of you. Yeah. And you were willing to be creative mm-hmm. and, and risk, you know, failure in a, in a way that uh, most people aren't. You put yourself out there in a major way and you said, hey, come to the bathroom with me. Right. And uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do anything weird. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It's an incredible story. My dad used to encourage me to fail. Mm. So at the dinner table growing up, he would ask my brother and me what we failed at that week. Wow. And if we didn't have something to tell him, he'd be disappointed. And I vividly remember being a little girl and saying, I tried out for this dad and I was horrible. And he would high five me. He'd go, way to go. Wow. So he's reframing my definition mm. of failure. So yeah. failure for me became about not trying, not the outcome. Mm. What was the biggest lesson he taught you? Was that it? Or? Yeah, for sure. And what about your mom? What's the biggest lesson she taught you? My mom is so supportive. She's the most lovely, sweetest person I've ever met in my life. And she's an artist and she's super creative. So I like to think and hope that she passed on a little bit of the creative side Mm. to me. Who would you say is uh, more influential to you? Oh, both. Yeah. It was such a balance. Yeah. Yeah. I got really, a really good, my family's very supportive. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So you know, some people I hear about when they get these big orders or a lot of press for something, they're not set up or ready to take it on. And it actually kills the company because they don't have the funds to buy the product or the goods. Yeah. But for you, that didn't happen. You were you were set up. You were good to go. Or... Well, it was close. I mean, I, saw, I was in my apartment and I had $5,000 that I'd started it with. So, And I stayed self-funded Amazing. from the start. I still own 100% of Spanx. I never borrowed any money or went outside of... And how many employees do you have now? Over over 200. 200. Yeah. And based in uh, Atlanta, Atlanta or New York? Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Based in Atlanta. It's yeah. amazing. It's unbelievable. Now you have Jesse who was in here before. Yes. How long have you guys been married now? Eight years. Eight years. Mm-hmm. And when was Spanx started? What year? 2000. 2000. Okay. Yeah. We actually started our companies at the same time. We didn't know each other. He started Marquee Jet in 2000. Yeah. And I started Spanx. Wow. Yeah. And you met eight years after, because it's been 16 years since you started, right? So eight years into Spanx, you met. Yes. And how did um, that, you know, how did you know that you guys were going to be married and start this life? Because you were in another relationship before, it sounded like, correct? Yes. So how did, how did it come about? Well, I was a customer of his and mm. our sales rep kept saying, you have to meet the owner and founder of this company. And right. they kept inviting me to things and I couldn't go. And then she said, we have a poker tournament in Vegas that you have to attend. And it's a customer appreciation. So I went and that's where we met in Vegas. Okay. So I like to say okay. that's where I met my husband in Vegas. Oh, uh, all right. And uh, you guys just hit it off and you just knew right then or? I pretty much knew right away. Really? Yeah. Okay. And were you out of uh, the relationship before then or were you transitioning or was it kind of, it was fading? My my boyfriend at the time was supposed to be with me and he got sick at the last minute. No way. Didn't come on the trip. No way. Yeah. And so my friend Julie came in with me instead. And then I just had a feeling when I met Jesse, I was like, wow, this guy, I just felt something like that, that he would somehow end up in my life. And we stayed in touch Mm -hmm. casually for, yeah, yeah. yeah, for the next like six months. And then when that relationship stopped, wow, Jesse called. Really? Yeah. (laughs) You kind of heard about it. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) Amazing. And now you guys have, you have four kids together. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes. All under the age of seven. This is amazing. Three in diapers right now. 
I'm like, Whoa, I don't understand. what's my name? What's going on? I don't understand how you're able to, and, and, you, and you said a, you know, a joke before you're like, if you ask me how to balance it, I'm not gonna be able to give you a good answer. But how do you, how do you like, you're, you seem so graceful right now. You're so clear and lovely Thank and nice and friendly and happy and joyful when you have this, you know, however big your company is to, uh, four kids, a husband to traveling around. You've got a book coming out right now. We're going to talk about, yes. you've got working on multiple products, different things all the time. I don't understand how you're this calm and lovely, lovely and amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. I, you know, the work-life balance thing is I am a work in progress. That's my, but I don't have any wonderful mm -hmm. advice to dispense. Is that what I, say? <laughs> I wish that I did, but I don't, but I will say the one thing that I feel like has helped me the most is to, um, be kind to myself. So I realized that as a mother, I, when I became a mom, I spent a lot of mental energy beating myself up. Like, feeling so guilty. And when I was working, I was beating myself up that I wasn't with the kids and mentally. And when I was with the kids, I was beating myself up about that. So I think a lot of mothers were our own worst enemy. And when I really stopped and said, I don't know how to juggle all this. Some days I feel like I'm doing it right. And some days I feel like I just want to cry. I, at least I made that change and it was a huge change for me. I just catch myself right. when I start doing that to myself and I just I change it to kindness and forgiveness as opposed to beating yourself up. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, it's all right. Yeah. And, um, and then that, that helps me stay more present mm -hmm. also. Is there a, an, a woman or a mother that you, uh, really admire that you see that is doing it gracefully as well? That is a good model for you or, um, well, one of your, any of your friends or I, moms out there? Yeah. Um, I think any, any working mom, I mean, when mm. I see working moms, any mom, really, honestly, stay-at-home moms. I mean, it's like it's a full-time job, no matter how you slice how you it. Do it. It's really impressive. I think women are really incredible. You are. Yeah. I don't know how you guys. Do I like it. to hire moms because I know that they are unbelievable at multitasking and getting multiple things done. And... Most of my team is women. Yeah. I have one guy on my team and the smart, rest. Smart, yeah. smart man. Yeah. Because yeah. you guys are extremely talented. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. This is amazing. I agree. And and what is the book? You've been working on a book for seven years. <laughs> is that... You said seven I years, did. right? It's true. You took a photo seven years ago. Seven and a half years ago. And what's the book called? It's called The Belly Art Project. Okay. And I'm super excited about it. It started with my own pregnant belly three yes. days before I delivered my son. I woke up in the middle of the night and just thought, oh my God, my body is amazing that it can do this. Like the state that my body's in and what women's bodies can do. So I saw my belly as a canvas and mm. thought, I want to do something artistic with my body in this moment in time. It may never be like this again. And so I wanted to turn my belly into objects. And I wrote down at three in the morning, watermelon, beach ball, basketball, and Mr. Potato Head and went back to bed. And the next day a friend came over and painted my belly these objects. Crazy. I ran around Atlanta and posed in different environments and gave them to my husband as a gift. And that's when he said, you got to do more with this oh, idea. And cool. seven and a half years later and over a hundred more women and bellies from around the world that all painted different fun objects. The book is out now. It's out. It's out. Go because get it the takes book. so long. I mean, think about it. It's not like I can do a casting call for no. nine month pregnant women. I was stalking them in airports, nail salons, other people's finding weddings. Finding them and then finding them. I'd wow. read about them in the press and then start calling them and say, please, would you be in this book? And then each woman that you photograph, I'm like, okay, now we have nine women. I can't do a book with nine. No. All right, let's find a tenth. Then I'd be ten and be like, we need another one. You know? Right, and right, so right. when was it? 
enough. And we have one man in the book who painted his belly. And I bet for all the money, you couldn't guess who the man is. Is it a celebrity? Is it? Yes. A... He's famous. He's the only man in the book with his belly painted. Hmm. Does he play a sport? No. Hmm. He's over 80. Larry King? No, that's a good guess. He's been on the show. That's why I thought of Larry King. But uh, huh, over 80. Stan Lee? No. I don't even know who's over 80 that it's a famous dude. I don't know. The most unlikely person maybe that you could guess. His name starts with a W. <sighs> uh, Wes Welker. Who's that? Wes Welker? No, Les Welker is what I'm thinking. Who's the guy who owns Victoria's <laughs> Secret? Oh, Les Wexner? Les Wexner. So I had the football <laughs> you player. totally botched I had the that. football player. I'm glad I said, who is that? I had the because football player. Like... Wes Welker is the football player. All right, all right. But I'm from Columbus where Victoria's Secret and Limited is at. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking of. All right. Les Wexner, right? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Who is it? Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. No yes. way. You got him to do it? Yes. You're painting his belly? Yes. That's worth buying the book just for that. I know. You have oh to see gosh. it. He's such an amazing trooper. He's so generous wow. with his spirit and everything. And he sat next to me at a lunch and I said, he said, what are you up to? And I said, uh, here, here are the pictures. And he laughed for a minute straight and said, I want to be in the book. No way. Yes. He paint. What is the painted? So we were on a plane to Omaha to paint Warren Buffett's belly. We were freaking out. I was so nervous and so excited. And then we were all rehearsing. Like, how do you ask Warren to take his this clothes off? Like, do you ease into it? Do you say, Hey, do you make small talk? And he came in and he was just such a good sport. Shirt he just off. took his dress no shirt way. off and said he chose the yo-yo. So we painted a yo-yo on his belly. That's amazing. Yeah. And what's so what all if- for the cause? So a hundred percent of the book proceeds goes to Every Mother Counts mm. and gives back to Christy Turlington's foundation. She's doing amazing work. My foundation's about empowering women, but this creative idea felt much more in line with pregnancy and childbirth. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to gift the money to a wow. foundation that was much more like on the ground, knowing exactly how to make a difference for maternal health. Amazing. And you know, every two minutes. Um, a woman dies uh, in childbirth no in, on the in, on the planet. So this book hopefully will help make childbirth safe for women everywhere. Amazing. So, so you got to get the book. It's a beautiful coffee table book, yes. or it's a cool shower gift. I'm hoping. I also sell a belly painting kit, and so you I'm can hoping. Buy your own. Yeah, I'm hoping women will do it at showers. That's like cool. paint the paint the girl's belly at the shower. That's cool. You know, have fun with it. Post your pictures. Belly art project. Belly art project com or dot org dot org dot org and you can get the big limited edition book the coffee table book at spanks.com okay. you can also get the belly painting kit at spanks.com and the smaller book that's 29.99 is at um amazon and barnes, barnes and, and noble, noble everywhere. and everywhere belly art project yeah, yeah that's awesome i'm excited make sure you guys pick it up yeah range rover sport leads by example picture this Assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies 
like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. What's the thing you are most proud of that a lot of people maybe don't know about you? Um, what a good daughter and granddaughter I've been. Mm. Like, it's always been such a priority to me to take really good care of my mom and my grandma and be close. And, you know, I, I think just, you said what people don't know about me. So I was trying to think about it, but I'm most proud of the fact that, um, that I was able to, to achieve this in a really, um, kind way, you know, mm. that I can look at myself in the mirror and just, I am where I am and I feel really good about it and yeah. really good about myself. I didn't feel like I had to compromise. You know, when I first started Spanx, I was at a cocktail party and three guys came up to me and they said, Sarah, we heard you just started your a, a business and invented something. And I said, yes. And they go, you know, business is war. Mm. And I just looked at them and, and, and then one guy, you know, pat me on the back and he said, yeah, I hope you're up for it. I hope you're ready for war. Wow. And I went home that night in my apartment and I sat down on the floor and I literally started crying. And I remember thinking, I don't want to go to war. Like, why does it have to be war? I want to go about this in a completely different way. And so the whole journey of Spanx, I really took a feminine approach to it. I mean, I, I, I didn't know business. I'd never taken a business class. I didn't right. have a business plan. I didn't go out and raise VC. So I trusted my gut. I stuck with intuition. I, you know, just did things what felt very, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think traditional business has been very male energy. And so I wanted to see what would happen if I took a very feminine mm. energy approach. How have you handled you know, kind of the recognition, the, I guess, the fame of the business you've built. I think the, I don't know the, the actual stat, but you're like one of the only self-made made billionaire women. I think that's like the, <laughs> the line or something. You're one of the top 100 most influential people in the world by Time Magazine. How, how have you handled the exposure and the awareness and the, all the things that come to you? I believe money just makes you more of who you already were. Mm -hmm. So if you were kind, you're going to be kinder. If you're a jerk, become a bigger jerk. Right. 
you know, insecure, you become more insecure. I I see it as a magnifying glass, like, you know, money. So Mm -hmm. money didn't change me. It doesn't feel weird to me to, to, you know, for me, it was really about, I was so inspired to make a product that was going to make a difference and make people feel good. And especially women, I feel like the industry had stopped caring about how we felt in our clothing. And I was really, Mm -hmm. I wanted to take that angle of like, no, I do believe we can feel good and look good at the same time. It doesn't have to be like uh, a uncomfortable. Yeah. It doesn't have to to be a compromise, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. What's your biggest fear right now? Losing someone I love. What's your biggest fear? Am I allowed to interview you? You can ask me anything you want. (laughs) Um, you know, it's interesting that you say that because it hasn't really been a fear of mine until recently because I'm just like, I have so many good friends and people that I've met over the last few years, especially with the podcast, that I have all these great relationships. And I'm like, gosh, at some point, like, it's either me or someone else. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. sure who it's going to be. It's something's bound to happen to someone I know mm-hmm. just because of the odds, you know? So, and I don't want it to happen either, you know? Yeah. So, Yeah. I don't want to say it's a big fear. It's just like, I feel like it's going to happen at some point. Like, it's just like a feeling and I don't want it to be someone really close to me. You know, it's scary. I've had a lot of loss. Really? Yeah. A lot of loss. A lot loss. of people close to you? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. By the time I was 31, I'd lost 11 different people close to me from separate tragedies. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I've been, you know, dropped to my knees many times in life by grief. I mean, just, uh, it's like un bearably painful. But I will say that, you know, going through that, I always think there's a hidden blessing in everything that we go through in life. And, um, one of the blessings was that facing my own mortality at a really young age had all these hidden gifts. You know, I use mortality and sort of the insignificance of all of this Mm -hmm. in a positive way. You know, it Mm -hmm. doesn't, you know, just how temporary this all is to fuel me and yeah. to say, what, why would I ever not do this? What? Because I'm afraid that person, that person's not going to remember me five minutes after I make a fool of myself anyway. Like, right. let's do this. We're all here for just a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So it freed me up, um, in a way that I think most people in the natural course of life, you know, maybe starts to think about in their forties when they might lose a parent or a right. grandparent or something. So right. yeah, really. How do you get through just, a challenging loss like that? Like what's your process? Oh my gosh. I, one day at a time. Mm. I mean, it is just one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It was really my best friend. Um, she died in a tragedy and, um, I was her roommate and I started Spanx in her bedroom. No way. Yeah. I've, I don't, I've never really talked about that, but yes, Spanx headquarters was in Laura's bedroom. And, um, so that's, that's pretty cool. cool. I feel like I had a, her in the, yeah, the company. Yeah. That's and she awesome. was always really so supportive. Hmm. Of me. Were you guys roommates or was this? Yeah, oh, we were wow. roommates. Mm-hmm. She passed away when you were. Yep. When you were living together. Yep. She was riding a horse and was hit by a car on the horse. Oh my god! Chapel Hill. A 92 year old man said he never saw her or the horse when he came around the corner. Oh my gosh! That's yeah. So sad. So and she was so awesome. But anyway, I yeah, many many different things oh, like that have happened. Eleven where different. Yeah, I've lost very close people in my life. And, um, mm. yeah. well, you've, you've come out in an amazing way and been such an inspiration to so many people. So it's made you better. It sounds Thank like the you. experiences you've learned from it sounds like. So Thank you. What, speaking of learning from lessons, you've been around a lot of incredible entrepreneurs yeah. and I know you did a reality show with Richard Branson. <laughs> this is 10, 12 years ago. You said, yes. 
what was that like and what's been a big lesson you've learned from him? And, and what was the show and what'd you learn? Yeah, the show was called The Rebel Billionaire and mm-hmm. it was the apprentice version, Richard Branson's version of that. They were looking for 16 entrepreneurs. So I'm like, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to meet Richard. I sort of had set intentions out there that I was going to manifest him becoming a friend in my life. Mm-hmm. So when I heard about the show, I was like, oh, this is interesting. This might be how this happens. So I applied for it and... um uh, it was wild. So and how big, how big was Spanx at the time? Was it really well known? Was it like just kind of, it was it? pretty, I mean, it was four years in, mm-hmm. it was doing great. Yeah. My multiple lo- seven figures and sales Yeah, My lawyers begged me not to do it. They're like, what are you doing? You right, own this right. company. You're going to do a reality show. I was like, I just want to know Richard. I just <laughs> right. feel like this, is, this is a chance. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. And, and all the business challenges took place around the world in different cities. Mm. And instead of, if you didn't win the business challenge, going into a boardroom to get fired, you had to do a crazy stunt, like a world record breaking stunt. Cause Richard is obviously like a huge adrenaline yeah. junkie yeah. guy. So, um, in addition to being an amazing entrepreneur and the very first day of filming, I had to climb the side of a hot air balloon at 9,000 feet in the air on a dangling rope ladder and have tea climb to the top and have tea on top of the balloon with Richard. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. So what did you guys talk about on the top? <laughs> oh my God. I talked about like, how do we get down? And that's what he said. You climb back down. This I was like, crazy. what? I didn't think about that. It was so scary. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So it took me 48 minutes to climb to the top. It's at the height of a 17 story building. And the dangling rope ladder was just like hanging out into the abyss of nothingness. It wasn't anchored to anything. So I'm like climbing it. And, um, and there's cameras that up there? was the first day of filming. So two months oh later, God. I know I and like cameras up there. Yes. I, I mean, to, helicopters right circling. I, I have to probably, watch this. probably I, have to watch this. I had to do all these crazy stunts. The next stunt I had to do is I had to jump off the side of the Victoria Falls Gorge in Africa on a, with a bungee cord attached to me. No. And my guy on my team was dangling on a wire on a crane. 10 feet out from the cliff and each person had to come up and stand there and you couldn't run and jump and you had to stand still and jump. And if he caught you, you were okay. And they'd put you back on the cliff. And if not, you fell 385 feet on a bungee cord. And so I am beyond terrified of heights. It's like one of my, I'm so afraid of heights. I cry on airplanes still during takeoff a lot of times. And I was one of the only people to make the jump. Richard didn't make the jump. All these other guys that were like amazing athletes didn't make the jump. And I like to talk about this because I always talk about aiming high and the importance of aiming high in life. And then I, I think all of us, we don't aim high enough. And so watch where you're aiming. And that, mm. that saying, you know, if you shoot for the moon, if you it's miss, you're at least with the stars. Yeah. And Afterwards, everyone was like, Sarah, how did you make that jump? You're literally like the only contestant. Look at you. I said, well, I was aimed at the pulley six feet above his head. Where were you aiming? And I aimed, I didn't even look at him. I aimed six feet above his head and I landed at his waist and he caught me and everybody else was aiming at his face and landed at his feet and missed. Mm, Amazing. So it was like a really just poignant Example yeah. of the importance of aiming high yeah, in all areas of life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is fascinating. So what was the biggest lesson you learned from, from, from Richard? Richard, yeah. Richard is, um, a really, uh, he, first of all, he's such a bias for action. It was fun to watch him have, he doesn't think things through to the point, you know, I mean, it's unbelievable. He has an idea. And before you're even done saying, well, wait, writing it on the napkin, he's doing it. Really? Yeah. He doesn't sleep much. He requires almost no sleep. Wow. Um, 
and he's always got a notebook with him writing hmm. ideas. He delegates. He's really good at delegating. He's very good at empowering the people around him. And he didn't ask us to do any business challenge, any crazy challenge that he didn't do himself first. He was doing it with you. Yeah. He'd already done he it. He did each one that we did himself also. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Would you say he's the most inspiring entrepreneur you know or? Probably. I mean, really? he's just, yeah. He's so, he's so much fun. He's a multi-billionaire that still lives his life like he has $20 in his pocket. What does that mean? What do you mean? It means he's up for anything. He, there's no entourage about him. Mm. He's not afraid of anything. You know, sometimes I've seen some people become a little bit more reserved, reserved or, or you know, careful. And he still takes risks. Oh, yeah. Me. Amazing. Have you been to his island many times? I have. Yeah. Yep. Necker Island. That's cool. Yeah. Amazing. I'm curious, what is uh, more challenging for you, running a, a billion dollar brand or being a mom and a, a wife? <laughs> um, being a mom, because it's a moving target. Like what sure. worked yesterday doesn't work today. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, wait, that worked on you yesterday. Just wait till our teenagers, right? Yeah. It's the most humbling <laughs> thing. I mean, I feel yeah. like I gave birth to, you know, four teachers to me. Mm. I mean, your children are here to teach you. I'm a believer in that too. So I'm a student right now mm. and it's fascinating. So being a mom, yeah. more challenging than running a business for you. Yes. Wow. Being a mom and you know, running the business and the brand just required a lot of hustle, just a tremendous amount of hustle. I always say that, you know, anybody you think is really, really lucky, there's a lot of sweat mm -hmm. <laughs> behind that luck, mm -hmm. you know, Amazing. there just is. Um, final few questions. I really appreciate this. I wish I could yeah. talk to you forever, but I know you got to get back to things. What are you most grateful for in your life recently? My children. That's yeah. easy. Yeah. My four children. I think every mom has to say that, right? Or it's just, I like... mean, it's true. It's really <laughs> how I feel. Um, I'm also really grateful for being a woman born in the right country at the right time. I had nothing to do with that. And I'm very grateful. Yeah. And I wake up all the time thinking of that. You know, my mom, we're only 21 difference in age, 21 years. My mom, her choices were so much more limited mm. and what was expected of her or what her opportunities were. So, I mean, if you think about how long we've been on the planet, some people think a couple thousand years, some people think a couple million. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's a long time. Right. And by just 20 years in the right country, I feel like I, I was born and had the opportunity for Spanx, yeah. you know, to fulfill a potential or something inside of me as a woman that was in me. And so I'm grateful for that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, this is something called uh, the three truths question that I ask everyone at the end. Okay. So if uh, this was the uh, the last day many, many years from now for you, and it's your last day, and you've achieved- I have no idea why, but mustard came into my mind. Okay, perfect. We'll see if that's a part of it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought I would share mustard. that with you. I was I like, like I want mustard. The randomness I of want mustard. mustard. Is that like a mom thing after you have kids? You like? I don't know. Maybe it makes everything. <laughs> just put mustard on it. Perfect. Okay. I actually- don't I'm like, the last one on the planet. No, you're not the last one on the question? planet. No, no. This is this is uh, the last day for you many years from now. So okay, it's the it's the last day. Uh, you've achieved everything you want. Okay, everything in your business, your family, everything you want, you've you've got. But for whatever reason, everything you've created has been erased. Your books, your projects, your companies—it's all been gone. And your whole family and friends are there, 
and they say, we don't have anything to remember you by. So can you write down on a piece of paper and a pen, the three things you know to be true about the lessons you've learned in life that you would pass on to us. So three truths. This is so heavy. It's and not intense. that heavy. You can make it light. You can make it light. It can be simple. Oh my God, wait. And this is off okay. the cuff. So again, three lessons that you would pass on to your friends, family, and the world. It can be anything you want. You can say, eat mustard as number one. But Mustard makes everything <laughs> taste good. Um, okay. Three truths. Jeez. Um, the more you experience in life, the more you'll have to offer others. So experience everything, anything and everything. Don't hold yourself back. Um, smile and be kind and don't take it all too seriously. Remember to laugh along the way. Those are great. Is that I okay? love those. That doesn't have to be heavy, right? And use and pack mustard. <laughs> I like it. Um, before I ask the uh, the final question. Oh my gosh, there's another one after that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Before I ask the final right. question, I want to know, uh, is there ever a question you wish people would ask you that they don't ask? No, I think you did a pretty good job. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How uh, about that question for you? Hmm. I'll tell you off camera. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll have to think about it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so focused on you right now. Um. Well, again, before I ask the final question, I want to acknowledge you, Sarah, for being an incredible inspiration in the world, for being a a leader for women where, where I think a lot of women didn't have a lot of great leaders before you came around. And you've really stepped up to show people what's possible to have it all in all areas of life, family, relationships, career, business, friendships, your health. And it's and you're an amazing example for so many people and your generosity and your sweetness and your kindness is even more refreshing because of what you've created. Uh, you're still a genuine, kind, caring, loving person. So I want to acknowledge you for the incredible gift Thank you are. Thank you. Yeah. That was so nice. Of course. You're welcome. I yeah. really appreciate that. Of course. I took that in. Yeah, good. Yeah. Thank good. you. Good. Make sure everyone follows you on Instagram and you're yes, going to do a giveaway. Please. Yes, I am going to do a giveaway. I just joined Instagram. Yes. Okay. So I ran around the airport asking people to follow me. There you go. <laughs> the airport. You're like hustling I just swear, like you were with space. I can't help myself. I'm like, hi, I'm Sarah. I just joined Instagram. Everyone in the follow terminal me. is like, who cares? It's funny. But um, yeah. Yes. So we're going to do a follower challenge. Follower by follower. Yes. You're going you're gonna to give away I'm gonna 20 give away, books. I'm going to give away 20 belly books. Yep. Amazing. And I'm also going to give away 20 Spanx leggings, our faux leather leggings. These are new, so hot. hot like We sexy. can't keep them in stock. Wow. We have black, gunmetal, and wine color faux leather leggings wow. that make you look Fab. And I'm going to give 20 of those away to anybody who follows me on Instagram. Follow you're at Sarah Blakely on Instagram. I'm at Sarah Blakely. Yep. Yep. So you got to follow you and they have to, what do they have to do? And then if they hashtag, mm-hmm. they d- write something inspiring yep. in the on message. On their photo. Yep. On their photo. Yes. And then they hashtag. Um, school of Greatness. The school of Greatness. Yes. School of Greatness. And then I'm going to pick people. Okay, cool. If they have the hashtag, the School of Greatness. So you got to follow Sarah. Then you have to use the hashtag School of Greatness. Yes. And then tag you as well so they can see that photo. I think we should add that. Okay. Tag Sarah's name in that photo. Yes. They'll understand it. I know you're, okay. <laughs> you're still trying to figure it out, but trust me, people understand. If you're on Instagram, take a photo of some inspiring yes. message, use the hashtag School of Greatness and tag 
Sarah as well. Yes. And, and I'll choose. be sending you leggings and books. I'm yes. going to just pick people at random. You'll I so them. appreciate the follow. Yep. You'll DM them if you we'll choose them. We'll get their info. And yeah. you'll get the info. There you go. 20 yeah. books, 20 leggings. And I'm sending you man spanks. I'm in. I'll try You'll them love them. I'll take a photo and post it I'm and tag kidding. you. Maybe I'll win some more. And I got bras, bralleluia, for the ladies that work Bra-le-luia. with you. Bralleluia? Yeah. All right. We invented a bra that was so comfortable. Women sing when they put it on. So we named it Bralleluia. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Okay, perfect. Tiff, you down? <laughs> okay, awesome. Is there anything else that we can do to support you before the final question? Because I still haven't asked you yet. There's a fi- I haven't asked it yet. I haven't asked it yet. I just keep I keep promoting you. So um, what else can we do to support you? Go buy Spanx. Yes. Buy the book. Yes. Follow you on Instagram because I give back to help women. So the more Spanx that are bought, the more I can do to help. It's all full circle. There you go. It's like a full circle thing here. I like it. Um. Yeah. No, I think you did a great okay. job. Thank you. Awesome. And the Belly Book, the Belly Art Project, buy them for everybody you know. It's all for, I mean, it's a gift all, that gives back. Give 100% yeah. is going to help moms there you in go. need. There you go. Love it. Okay. This is the final question. Okay. Sarah Blakely, what is your definition of greatness? My definition of greatness would be going for it no matter what, despite fear, and making the absolute most of the life that you were given because it's not a dress rehearsal. Sarah Blakely, thank yes. you so much. That was amazing. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. We are so blessed and grateful to have had Sarah come in the Greatness Studio. I'm so thankful. She had incredible insights to share with me that I learned a ton and I hope you learned during this session just as much as I did as well for yourself. Again, what an inspiration, someone who is up to big things, someone who wasn't living the life she wanted in a lot of areas of her life and decided to take a change, decided to step up and do something different, decided to understand she was afraid of something, but did it anyways. You know, this isn't someone who had it all handed to her. This isn't someone who had everything. It took her years to figure things out, and then she decided to make a change. So if you are in a place right now where you think, well, she has it all. She's got this billion-dollar brand and business and uh, has the family and the kids. She didn't have it all at one point. She decided to take action. She decided to make a change. She decided to move towards her fears. So use Sarah's story as an example of inspiration on how to make a change in your life. Maybe you've been doing something for five to 10 years. It's not too late to make a change and decide to write a new story for your life moving forward. You are in control of the movie you're playing right now. What is going to be the next scene? I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, make sure to share it with your friends. Again, lewishouse.com slash 397. Connect with Sarah all over the place on social media. She's on Instagram now, so go follow her. Uh, Make sure to follow through on the challenge so you can get your pair of Spanx as well and get connected with Sarah. And if you enjoyed this, then let me know if you enjoyed this type of interview with, with this type of human being. Share with me over on Twitter, on Instagram. Tag me at Lewis Howes and let me know if you like this type of interview. And if this is your first time here, thank you so much for being here. We do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We bring on the top leaders, world-class athletes, inspiring authors, and individuals in the world who are making a difference and transforming their lives and other people's lives in the process. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast over on iTunes, over on Stitcher and SoundCloud, and share this with your friends. 
Thank you guys so much for being here, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S.